0: God is punishing me for my sin, we miss the point. We start getting our heads all screwed up, get ourselves into trouble. God is love. When we take up a permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us when we take up a permanent residence in a life of love we live in God and God lives in us this way the love love has the run of the house it becomes at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on judgment day our standing in the world is identical with Christ now standing in the world, which is where we live, is identical with Christ's. There's no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is not one yet fully formed in love. A fearful life is not one yet fully formed, I like that. Because we're not all fully formed yet. We are learning about the love of God, to become fully formed. So there's a struggle going on. We, though, are going to love. Love and to be loved. First we were loved, now we love. He loved us first. Powerful words. What I think John is trying to say here is that there's this... The image that comes to mind was was a scale with weights on one side. On one side is love, and the other side is fear. And how we stack the weight depends on how our life is... is fulfilled. We can either live a life of love where the scale is tipped, or we can live a life of fear. On one side is God's love. God's love, how can I describe it? Um, If we had a hard drive that was as big as the ocean, we wouldn't be able to fill it. With, it wouldn't be able to be contained, sorry. We wouldn't contain all the messages of God's love. You can tell I don't write songs. If um, the ocean were full of ink and we had refillable pens, just to put it in our context, and the sky was like paper, and we could write on the sky in 12 font. <laughs> Not be fine. The sky, the we would run out of ink. It's a song. song. Yeah, if the ocean was full of ink and the sky was a parchment, it wouldn't contain all of the the words of the love of God. Trying to make it in context for these computer guys. doesn't sort of transfer that well. So, God's love is immense. It's immense. His love for us is far greater than we can imagine. And that's that's a great comfort for us. On the other side of that scale is fear. And so the more we become mature, the more consistent we are. I think that's what maturity is. It's becoming consistent in a life, whereas when you're young and you're immature, you're less consistent, you're more erratic. But maturity comes with a consistency. It it comes with a a constant striving or um, consistency. So, we can stack our life with love, or we can stack our life with fear. And we all understand fear. Because fear comes with something when we do something new. Every time we do something that's not normal, uh, this little fear wells up. Something we have never done before, for the first time. And how we deal with that feeling of in that new situation will determine whether or not our fear either increases or decreases. How we deal with that little, that moment of fear. It starts with, oh, what if? Oh, what if? and then you start to mull on that and it turns into worry. And then it turns into stress, tension, anxiety. And then if it, you continue to dwell on it, it turns into dread and you start dreaming and waking up in cold sweats and, and panic and it even leads to terror and horror. It's a sliding scale. And so it's why it's important to nip fear in the bud and start stacking it with love, understanding that love drives out fear. It's important to understand that. Because it will overwhelm you. John says, fear is crippling. It cripples you. It stops you doing from what, what you want to do with it's uh, the freeze, it's the fight the flight or the freeze, it, it cripples you from do, doing every, anything, taking the next step. And I remember as a mum holding a brand new baby in your hands for the first time. And you realise... I didn't read the manual. <laughs> no, no. Um I remember driving out of the hospital for the first time with Adam in the car. And it was like I forgot how to drive. <laughs> I stopped at the intersection, I looked, there's no cars coming. And there's no cars coming. I mean, and there's still no cars coming <laughs> <laughs> It's just like it cripples if I want to freeze you. What, I'm not equipped to take this new life, and you know what if I start it up? What if he becomes Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> what was mum doing? <laughs> 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 it's dream. Yeah, but what if he turns out like me? Like so, you don't want your kids to turn out like you. You want them to be better. So you're thinking. How can I, what do I have to do to this, for this child? And it can become debilitating. Um, or when they get their first temperature, or their first cough, or their first allergic reaction, or their first trip in a Westpac helicopter. <laughs> what, what do we do? Um, how do you act? As a dad, toward their first act of defiance, the first stare down of a one-year-old <laughs> can be very intimidating. <laughs> Don't touch that. <laughs> Don't touch that. as <laughs> <there's> a parent. <laughs> well, what do you do? you have to get some discipline. <laughs> but you're because you love, not because you want to be cruel. So, what do you do? Fear can be generated when we start a new job, a new school. Fear can be generated when, I was talking to a person yesterday, when their relationship has failed and then entering a new chapter of life. What happens to me now? Uh, will I be left on the shelf? Am I too old? Fear becomes crippled. Fear is the unknown, the what if, fear of failure. What if I'm not good enough? And so you don't try. I see that all the time. Have a go at drawing a flower. I can't. Why not? Ooh, someone might laugh at it. Someone might judge me for it. Fear of failure. It cripples people. Fear of what people think. Fear of not being good enough. John Dry. Excuse me. Fear is crippling. So yeah, part of my week involves standing in front of a group of Year 9 and 10 students and teaching them about art. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you What do you know about art? And I don't. I'm just about that far in front of the kids who do know about art. Christine knows about art. She knows I know that. Don't know about art. So that can be crippling. Standing in front of a group of people trying to explain something to them can be crippling. Why do you do it? What's the solution to overcome fear? John says, increase in love, increase the love factor. Sounds simple. He says, because perfect love drives out fear. So the only reason, as a mum, you decide to take the baby home and as a parent. Despite your fear, is this overwhelming power of love? It overcomes your fear factor. I love this baby too much to leave it here. Even if I fail, you know, it's more important that I love this person. It's not because you all of a sudden become an expert in parenting or that you've found the perfect book know everything about parenting, so I should be fine. The only reason you can stand up to a one-year-old and address their behaviour is not because you're an expert in discipline or psychology, but because you love them. This is going to hurt me more and it's going to hurt you. And they're like, yeah, right. (laughs) The only reason I stand in front of any group of people is not because I'm an expert in any of this because God's love compels me to share about His love. I'm compelled by His love to share. Joshua, who took over from Moses as this great leader of a nation of people, I'm not sure how many could be. A million could mean half a million. That's a lot of people either way. And Joshua's question would have been, like ours, what? I haven't been taught this, I haven't written a book on leadership yet, I don't know about that, they haven't written the art of war yet, and I've got to go and I've got to take cities and drive nations out. I don't feel like to do this, what? what right do I have to tell all these people to follow me, They've already shown Moses that they're stiff-necked and they're not willing to listen. What credentials do I have? And God says to him, and what he says to him, he says to us, For I will be with you, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I just want you to take the next step. Just trust me. Go over to that village, that town, that city, and take a step toward it. And I'll be with you. And I'll be with you in the next step. Just love me. Just trust me. John says the same. A fearful life is not one yet fully formed in God or love because God is love. A fearful life is not yet one fully formed in love. So if God's placed you in a new situation and you will if you've got to face a new challenge a new chapter in life it's not because God has abandoned you. It's the opposite of that. It's because God wants to demonstrate his love to you and his power power of love. Watch this, he says. I will fill you with my love and this will drive out the fear and you'll be able to do this next thing. Trust me, he says. Just trust me. It's going to be okay. Power of love. God wants to demonstrate his power. So when fear threatens to cripple, remember, the power of love is greater than any fear. God God is not fearful. God's love drives out fear. So invite him into that space. Focus on God, giving thanks for the opportunity that's about to start. God, I'm fearful about this. But fill me with your love, the power of your love. As I start this new chapter, take his hand and, and step into that unknown thinking about stepping into the unknown, I was thinking about Peter and the rest of the disciples sitting in a boat, 12 of them, and one of them says, do you think it's possible that I could walk on the water? And Jesus said yes, and so he stepped out, not because he was confident in his own ability, he probably couldn't even swim, especially full of all the clothes that they would be wearing. And he stepped onto water and he stood and he walked towards Jesus and he kept his eyes on Jesus. And whatever he did, that he was okay. But 11 other people missed out on the opportunity to experience the power of Jesus because they were clinging to the boat in fear. There's no way I'm getting out of this boat. This is my life raft. Wrong. <laughs> Jesus is the only one standing on the water, he's the life raft. Cling to him. They missed out that opportunity because they were unwilling to let go of their own fear and and cling to Jesus. That's an invitation. Come to me and, and find out about the power of my love. I know every situation is different and I know that you're probably sitting there saying, yes, but you don't understand what I'm going through. My, my situation is different and you really don't, know exactly what I'm going through and and you're you're right I don't, but God does and and he's put you in that position he's given you that opportunity to experience his love encouragement to you is God knows and cares and I say just cling to him look to him, ask him to fill you with his love and let it drive out the fear he will be with you as he was with Moses he will not fail or abandon you, he will be with you wherever you go. John echoes these words in Joshua. We have no reason to fear judgment or death or any new situation because God's love. Allow God's love to permeate your soul and drive out the fear. Invite him to take up his permanent residence in your life the whole run of the house, not just a little bit, the darker corners of the house is where fear lurks, and you need to open the door and let that out. It's the the stuff that's deep, deep down in the bunker, isn't it? The, the fear that is sometimes foundational, those little words, yes, but, what if. God's love, His perfect love, drives out fear. We invite Him into that space. Father, we thank You for Your love. You really can't explain it, as you can hear today. It's far beyond beyond what we can even think or imagine. It's wider than we can ever imagine what wide is, and higher and deeper and in every dimension. Your love is unexplainable. For us, it's, it's incredible the, the depth you've gone to, to create us, to bring us into relationship. Even though we've turned our back on you and walk away, you pursue us relentlessly. You love us, like your own children, like a mother loves a child, except deeper. And yet we're filled with fear. The fear of the world it comes into our lives And it threatens to overwhelm us. And so this morning we're reminded by your word that your love drives out this fear that comes from the world. Help us to trust you. Help us to fill our lives with your love. Help us to take the next step of loving someone even though they don't love us back. Help us to learn what love is as we look at Jesus and lay down our lives for people who just take it for granted. Thank you for your love. We ask that your love will permeate our lives today so that as we leave this place, people will see something different about us. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.